Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. yourselves title town are you kidding me that's fraud uh, it feels like a gray area spoiler alert canada cups coming back to the u.s of a there's way too much negative stigma attached to strippers i i hate you guys so much <laughs> my dog just shit his ass Hey, what is up, everybody? It is actually Wednesday night this time. It's in time for another edition of Craft Root Sports. I am Mike with me, as always, is Scott. Scott, how you feeling tonight, man? I'm feeling good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, pre-show shenanigans still kind of getting to me. <laughs> I was wondering if that was what you were laughing at or like the fact yeah, that I was... Yeah, that All was right. a funny story. Good. All right, good. Should I... Maybe I'll release that as the post-game show. We'll see. Yeah, we should. That was good. <laughs> uh, no Mookie tonight. Mookie is off getting drunk on the company dime, but our intern Christian is hanging out with us. Christian, how you feeling tonight, man? Feeling good. Good, man. Good to see you. Uh, missed you last week. Yeah, I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we kind of figured it was like we moved it to Thursday night, and then we're sitting there, and it's like, did anybody – did? We told yeah, no, him, but there's no way he's remembering tonight, right? <laughs> the text I got was, I think we're going tomorrow, but I will let you know. And then that uh, was the last I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, will take, I will take the blame for that one. I did not follow up at all. But uh proud of you for just admitting, like, yeah, I just forgot. Like, you didn't even – you didn't try to, like, lie. Oh, I had a ton of work. You were just like, nah, man, I just – I didn't – I'm not so doing that. Fine. <laughs> well, good to see you. Uh, thanks for hanging out. We got a ton of good stuff to get to tonight. Wait, real quick, we're, yeah. have you recovered finally from from the last time we had John? You were on like oh, a yeah. three day bender, eleven day bender. I'm <laughs> eleven. Yeah, you're good. Okay, good. Just making sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're, he's still looking. He's still looking. <laughs> Touche. Ah, college life when three-day benders are just normal. <laughs> three-day benders are for you weak assholes. Uh, all right. Well, good. Uh, that means Christian's drinking tonight. That's what uh, that's what I like to hear. Although, I don't that's know if we can I – I, well, I guess we can promote it now. Uh, I'm assuming Christian's 21 because we had the revelation pre-show that Christian was born in the year 2000 and I, my head almost exploded. I'm still uh, I, I did not <laughs> like that feeling at all as a, a, an old, old dude at this point. <laughs> uh, tons to get to tonight, though. We're going to talk about Carlos Correa's uh, hot take that he dropped. Uh, Le'Veon Bell doing funny stuff on his Twitter bio. Uh, we've also got some NFL overreactions to talk about here. And I am very excited because it is my favorite part of the college football season. We will get to all of that before we do. Let's talk about these beers that we are drinking. Scott, what is in your mug tonight? Pumpkin pie beer because pumpkin beer month just don't stop. It don't stop until I tell it to stop. 
Uh, but I'm get, I'm drinking another one of these sours. I went down to Venture Lane again. <laughs> so I have pumpkin pie cheesecake. Like I went down that route. This is from Weldworks Brewing Company. It's only 4.8, but I like pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie cheesecake. I like pumpkin beer. Uh, this is a sour with pumpkin spices and cream cheese all brewed into it. And let me just tell you. It doesn't work just like you would think. Right? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's slightly better than the, the the pumpkin pie or the pumpkin ale that I had before the the uh, the sour, like probably like exactly a month ago. But uh, oof. these flavors, I mean, they're there, but that that sour end, <laughs> that sour back end is a little rough. Gotta love that sour, uh, sour pumpkin. It's just sour anything, man, because it's always like, oh, this is gonna have a hint of that flavor, maybe, and then it yeah. doesn't. It's just sour. Yeah, some really work, and then others like this, where you're just like, that sounds too adventurous. <laughs> too, too far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is the uh, uh, this is Jeff Goldblum from uh, Jurassic Park. Like you were too preoccupied with whether or not you could, yes, you didn't think absolutely. about if you should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, I, what, what are we doing for scale tonight? We don't have a scale. We don't have a scale. You make one up. Three. All right, there you go. Uh, giving this one a three. We have no idea if that's out of three. That could be out of two. Who knows? But that beer is a three. I dig it. Christian, what are you drinking tonight? And uh, rate it on a scale. Um, got a couple options. We just went to the fridge. So the first one, I'd like wine. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's Bud Light wine. <laughs> you least juggable beer of all time say that it's just it's just gross <laughs> and then this one actually isn't bad but Sam Adams Oktoberfest oh that's a good choice there you go a couple of weeks ago like we got a keg of Oktoberfest and that was awful that's awful Oktoberfest is like a one beer type of thing. I was just gonna say it's tough to drink a keg of Oktoberfest, even even at a party. No, 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 no. It is not. That's that's. A, I am sorry, Christian. That take is not good. A keg of Oktoberfest is better than any other keg you've had in college, guaranteed. You have a keg stand Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> See, flipped it on you. Flipped it on you. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, All right, so Bud Light Lime is not good uh, on the scale of good to not good. How's that? On a scale of Bud Lights, like this is the worst one. I don't know, man. Have you had the the Bud Light? Like, I don't know if it's the lemonade. There's one of them. There's one of those citrus ones. The seltzers aren't great. Like, orange is bad, too, actually. I don't know. This is just bad. All right, so what we're learning yeah. here is that Christian needs to learn how to drink good beers because uh, he refuses. He's poo-pooing a keg of Oktoberfest and instead opting for Bud Light variations. Uh, so yeah, we gotta we gotta work on you, man. Uh, <laughs> have you ever tried to do a keg stand of Oktoberfest? Actually, I haven't, and now I want to. I feel like this is a challenge I gotta do. Uh, I am drinking almond toffee brown from Finkel and Garf Brewing. It's like a seven-ish percenter. Uh, it's good. It's a good brown ale. It's got some good flavors to it. I would give this one like a, a 12. Uh, this one's easily a 12. Uh, 
out of like 15, 16, maybe 18. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's, a, it's a good one, though. We'll see how it holds up. Robert Taylor said he's drinking his extra beer of the week is Untitled Arts Barrel-Aged Exhausted Parent. It's a 13.7% Imperial Stout with espresso oh beans, God. cacao nibs, and milk sugar. Cacao! cacao. Oh, my God. That sounds, that sounds amazing. Ooh, that sounds it's like 13% a... 13% too? Good yeah. Lord. That, uh, you want to talk about... You want to talk about not wanting to do a keg stand. You don't want to do a keg stand with that bad boy. That'll kill you. I don't think you could. I think you could tell the story of keg standing with a 13-percenter. He said it's easily top three for me, and it ain't three. Uh, Whitey says he still has Bud Light Lime merch from when they were aggressively pushing it on campuses. So back when Christian was like nine, eight, eight, yeah, if that, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I remember when Bud Light Lime came out and they were like, no, 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 this is good. It's Bud Light, but we put a lime flavor in it. So it's way better. Like, you know how you like Corona with lime? Well, this is like that. Only it's a shittier beer, but it's got lime in it. So you should First drink all, it. I think, I think you're being harsh on Bud Light Lime. Like it's fine like i mean no, no i've been known to crush a few bud light lines it's nobody's go-to but i mean i'm not gonna turn it down if somebody hands one to me like it's fine it's it's fine it's one of those where if somebody hands me one i'm gonna be like oh what's the oh motherfucker all right thanks dick. <laughs> and then i'm gonna be like why'd you bring this to the party and why are you giving me this go get one of the beers Look, i brought because it's, it's gonna be it's way one better of those than this. beers that's not cool to admit it's fine i'll tell you that much <laughs> Whitey said it's been shit since Christian was a toddler and shitty says I won't stand for the Bud Light Lime hatred. So there's the guy. Me and shitty, me and shitty go back a long time with the Bud Light Lime. It, we, he, he knows that it's like you, you never like go there. You're like, oh, Bud Light Lime, man, I hate this, but I'll drink it. And then you're like, I mean, kind of like it. Though. But seriously, yeah. you got you guys got any more of that Bud Light Lime? <laughs> Like, where's the, you guys still trying to get rid of that Bud Light Lime? I mean, uh, if you don't want it, I'll, I'll take it off your hands. I, I don't want it to go to waste, but I, I, I'll, I'll suffer through. See, that's what it's I feel the like. Only but- my roommate drinks. That's the only reason I have it right now. Are you serious? That's the. That's crazy. The only beer? That's wild. Only beer. All right, when Bud Light Lime is your beer of choice, it's a that's a yes. problem. Like you need to have an intervention for your roommate, dude. He's got he's got some serious legit issues. Uh, Bud Light Lime is the beer. What I found in the fridge. Bud Light okay. Lime is the beer that you bring to the party, and then you put in the refrigerator, and you drink everybody else's beer, and then you leave the party, <laughs> leaving the Bud Light Lime there. That's what Bud Light Lime was made for. It's the the party trade beer. That's it. I I know what I'm bringing in the next time I come to your house. <laughs> Yeah, and Bud I know I know what I'm throwing baby. at your car as you drive away. <laughs> I never saw that motherfucker with a Bud Light Lime in his hand. This motherfucker sitting here drinking my bottle logic. He brought a six pack of Bud Light Lime. That's and this stupid. asshole left Definitely it. What an asshole. I was like, I'm the 
scale of asshole moves. Where's that rank? <laughs> That's up there, man. That's up there because you're trying to be like, no, no, no. It's cool. I brought some good beer. It's Bud Light Lime. I didn't bring Bud Light. Like you're not as obvious as just bringing a sixer of Bud Light in the plastic rings and throwing it in somebody's cooler and then drinking their good beer. You tried to spruce it up because it comes in bottles and it looks fancier and it's got a flavor to it. But in reality, you traded a six pack of Bud Light Lime for somebody's good beers all party long. But if long. you want to go fancy, what you do is you get the tall, slim cans of Bud Light Lime. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're not taking up too much space in their fridge. Oh, how considerate of you to leave the skinny Bud Light Limes here. I would rather, I'll just go on record as saying, if you're going to show up to the house, anybody, if you're going to show up to the house with Bud Light Limes and drink the other beers, just don't show up with beer. I would be less offended by that than if you showed up with Bud Light Lime, left it in my refrigerator, and drank all the good beer during the party. Period. I'm sorry. I, 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 will, I will be happy to be like, oh, this guy didn't bring any beer, but at least, it, at least he didn't bring Bud Light Lime, so that's cool. I'd rather no beer than Bud Light Lime. Okay. <laughs> also, just motion... We now we're measuring everything on this show in in Christian's age. Like, it's no longer like what year did it happen? It's how old Christian was. I like that. Uh, yes, that that'll be the new uh, barometer. Since on it's this got show. that nice round two thousand number, it's like like we can even do like BC, like before Christmas. Oh, you almost made him spit on his beer. Uh, he, he almost spit Bud Light Lime all over the computer. That would have been horrible. That would have been a shitty way for your computer to go down. <laughs> Even tech support is like, uh, I would have been able to fix it if it wasn't shitty Bud Light Lime. It would have been okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, don't put that most recent comment up there. But what a what an asshole. That's that's a pure, unadulterated lie. I won't stand for it on my own. I didn't see the comment, but now I'm going to bring it up. Uh, shitty says, <laughs> the bringing a shit beer just to drink other people's good beer is the most Scott Kaiser move of all Scott Kaiser moves. Uh, I've never done that. Seriously. I have, n- I honest to God have never brought a Bud Light. Like I've never brought beer that I don't plan on drinking to drink somebody else's good beer. Like I've never, that's a good move. I just never thought to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God. Mookie. Uh-oh. Mookie Uh-oh. is dialing in everybody. He's trying to get in Mookie. Okay. So just to set the stage here, Mookie has, he had a work function. They went to dinner. They've been drinking on the company dime. I have no idea what to expect, but I'm very nervous that Mookie has shown up and is trying to join the stream. His video is not on. I think it's just audio. So I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, Mookie, you, where where are you at right now, man? I just I just I need to know like how do we know what dinosaurs actually sound like? <laughs> like oh I'm my serious, God. Though, like this is like this is plaguing me for years, bro. Like the ultimate throwback. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like you know what I mean? Like they they always try to sound so nasty and like fierce and Jurassic Park and shit, but like how do you don't how do you? How do you know they don't just sound like Katy Perry or the, or even fucking worse, like the Chainsmokers? Why Why do you not have your camera on, Mookie? Why do you why not have your camera on? Because I'm pooping. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Are you fucking serious right now, bro? You called us from the shitter. Well, I mean, like, where else in a casino is a good place to take a call? <laughs> because they keep yelling at me if I get my phone out at the table and shit. Bitch. <laughs> Like, ain't no one trying to run a scam up in here in Cincinnati at the Hollywood Casino. 
it's, it's the hard rock. It's whatever. the hard rock. Yeah. Whatever. It's, whatever. It's, whatever, man. I don't want to hear it. I just. But the question I really have is like, where is ninety-eight degrees going to actually perform in this joint? Uh, probably at the giant concert venue that's attached to the <laughs> casino. That would be my guess. If I had to pick, that's where I would say they would perform. Where's there a concert venue? We got a concert venue here? It's on like the second floor. Yeah. All right. Your new mission, Mookie. Your new mission, Mookie, is to, after you're done, wipe, wash your hands, and then go find the concert venue and report back. Turn your camera on from the concert venue. Oh, word. All right. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Mookie. Uh, But can I, like, take a souvenir? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, you're pope. Just Bye. 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 Oh, dear God. This is going to be a night. God, I did not expect him to call in when he said pre-show like, hey, I could call in from the casino. I did not expect him to actually call in. Let's talk some football, Scott. Yeah, (laughs) let's talk some football. Another week down, Scott, another week of overreactions. Uh, What do you got in your overreactions to kick off football overreactions for the week? Niners are back, baby! <laughs> I knew it! I told you the NFC West was fucking go- dog shit, but I didn't mean the Niners. Did you see how they beat the shit out of the Rams? Man, the Rams are trash. Uh, I, I'm accurate two weeks in a row with my takes. Like The Rams are frauds, and, and the, but the Niners are for real, baby. Not, not to 500, but on their way. Okay, what do you make of oh, not to 500, but on their way? <laughs> You believe in Jimmy G now, huh? He's he's leaning he's to the back, promised land. He's got the juice. He's got the juice. Jimmy's he's got the, the juice. The juice is back. Holy shit. I just had major flashbacks to you defending Jimmy Garoppolo that Super Bowl season and whether or not he had the juice. And every week it was Jimmy's got the juice. And then the next season, you hated him with a passion and wished everybody in his family tree would die. And now he's got the juice again. The juice is back. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> you know, you just run out of juice. You forget. You, you, you know, you're like, ah, shit. I thought I had enough juice to last me the rest of the week, but I'm going to have to wait till Saturday to go back to the store. And it's only Monday. Like, that's what we've been dealing with. But it's Saturday again, baby. Jimmy's back. Got that juice. What kind of juice Jimmy is – what kind of juice does Jimmy Garoppolo have? Because I picture he's got, like, cranberry juice. Like, that's the type of juice I picture Jimmy Garoppolo having. Not like good yeah, juice. I was, like, was going to go with like something fancier, like more like pomegranate. <laughs> like he's he's definitely a solid pomegranate. Jimmy, you know what? He seems like one of those juice mixes. Like he's a cran apple. That's what Jimmy a, Jimmy G's he, he's got. He's an eight ounce pour because it's like you don't want more than that. Like he's it's real sweet. All right. So is is it really that the Niners are back, or is it that the Rams? are now coming back to earth. And the follow-up question, is this Odell Beckham's fault? All three at the same time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Easiest question you have ever asked me. Easiest three questions you've ever asked me in one sentence. I love the the sports media take that Odell Beckham Jr. has already poisoned the Rams locker room like four days into his time with L.A. He's already ruined oh, the locker well, room. It is such a funny take. He got out there against the Niners and 
He already got caught making one business decision. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was on a plane. They, it was one of those that got highlighted on the message boards. It's like, check out OBJ. And dude was just like, uh, you know, uh, he, he didn't finish no blocks. They're, they're, like, he barely engaged. It's like, ah, that's Odell, baby. That's Odell. Robert Taylor wanting to know, didn't he only play like 14 snaps? Uh, is and that- it was as hard as you would expect him to play for all 14 of them. That's all it takes. Life. Is that all it takes for Odell Beckham to completely ruin a team season is 14 snaps? Is that it? Who's the worst cancer on that team? Is it Odell Beckham or is it Von Miller? Because both are, are late uh, additions to that team that may have ruined the chemistry and screwed things up. I mean, it's not Von Miller's fault that the Broncos lied about how bad his ankle was. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the Rams' fault for being dummies and not doing their homework. <laughs> they were trying to do that old buy low and stash until the playoffs, and now they might not make it there because they suck. <laughs> I love that you now have the Rams not even making the playoffs, like potentially not making the playoffs. That's how bad they've fallen. We we play it one more time, so, I mean, that's at least one more loss. They're sinking shit. It's over. McVay, this is his farewell season. (laughs) Stafford back to earth. McVay exposed. The whole team done. (laughs) Done. Uh, that's amazing. That's Speaking a good of LA teams that are done. The Raiders <laughs> back to earth, huh? Oh, Jesus. As, as quick as, as a quick trip to the solar system. <laughs> has there been it bad enough has, in the newspapers? Has there been an NFL team that has flamed out harder than the Raiders this year? Like just looking at the last month of that team is like a complete dumpster fire covered in Bud Light Lime. It's an awful situation <laughs> for that organization. And it just it's just one thing after another. And now they're not good. Like, at least before they were like, yeah, but at least we're winning. Like, yeah, Gruden gets fired, but now we're, we're better. We're a better team now because right. of that. And then the rugs thing happens. And then the dude's on Instagram flashing a gun. And now they're not winning and they look like garbage. And it's like, Oh, this is this is bad. This is really bad. I also like to imagine this this dumpster that has this fire, and they're like, "Quick, put it out! Use the Bud Light line." <laughs> Why is it this doing anything? It's mostly water. But you know they're raiders, so they don't understand. <laughs> it's just it's just the guy in the fucking shoulder pads and the face paint that's like dumping all the Bud Light lime on the dumpster fire like I got this guys I can handle it and it's doing jack shit absolutely Mark, nothing you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god jeez Chiefs are back. In fact, I have to say like you know Robert's on here he's going to think oh, it has nothing to do with him. Chiefs are back baby. Ignore the defense. Ignore the defense. When you're putting up points like that, you don't need a defense. Ask the Niners. You, you know who is back? Uh, Patrick Mahomes' fiance to being the most annoying person I've ever seen on Twitter. Like, I used Ooh. to think Dallas Latos was bad. Brittany Matthews may be worse. Uh, because yeah, she went quiet good. during the, that that rough patch there. She went real quiet. You didn't hear much from her. And then the Chiefs win one game. And granted, Mahomes looked great. He went, what, like 35 for 50 or something crazy, three for like 400 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Like the dude's stat line was unreal. And then she had to go out on Twitter and just run her mouth like, don't, don't come at my husband like that anymore. Oh, my God. I can't stand it. I don't know which – 
quarterback wife I'm more upset with this week. Uh, Brittany Matthews, who started running her mouth on Twitter, or Stafford's wife, who was throwing pretzels at Niners fans (laughs) in the stands. I got that text earlier, and I was like, wait, what? She apologized for throwing a pretzel? What? Why is ESPN sending out a push alert about this? But why is she throwing pretzels? Is that how you get back? Like, Niners fans can be some insufferable douches. Like, like I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Like, especially the ones out there. But, man, I I can't imagine the anger and angst you must feel to launch a, a soft pretzel and so forth. <laughs> like, okay, soft in pretzel. A, in the Niners stadium, that's like $40 worth of pretzels. Well, I was going to say, soft pretzels. Oh. That's not a cheap stadium snack. A soft pretzel no. is a good stadium snack. So you wait in line. And granted, maybe she didn't have to wait in line. Somebody probably brought it to her. But it's still, she didn't it's, it's a soft pretzel that's a solid snack. And I'm wondering, was there cheese on the soft pretzel? Like, did she dip it first and then whip it at this guy? Because that's what I would do. You, if I'm going to throw it at somebody, like, if I'm if I'm wasting it. I'm actually going to go back and be like, hey, look, can you heat up my cheese? It got, it's getting a little congealed. I, I, I'd like it really hot because I'm just going <laughs> to let it sit there for a minute get it real hot and then dunk that just drizzle it all over the pretzel and launch it right <laughs> at somebody now, now that I can respect because at least like if you get hit with a soft pretzel you're like what the fuck would, uh, did somebody just throw a pretzel at me what the, and right. you just like wipe off the salt and you're done right, but right, if it's right. covered in that cheese sauce first ooh now I'm heated now I'm mad because you just got you, you just got you're like, oh my god <laughs> what did I just get hit with my face is on fire and it's not going to be till hours later that you realize that Matthew Stafford's wife <laughs> heated up cheese <laughs> drizzled it over a pretzel and hit you square in the face with it and now you've got third degree burns on your face from hot cheese all because you were rooting too hard for Jimmy Ward getting a couple of picks in the first quarter what a night you're going to work on Monday you just got you're like two faced from Batman you're all scarred and sizzled up on one side of your face and Jimmy from accounting's like dude what happened to you listen Matthew Stafford's wife is a psycho. Stay away from her. It's like, what are you talking about, man? No, see that 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 wouldn't be nearly as funny as if it hits. I'm thinking this whole time it hits you square in the face. So you go to work the next day and you've got the imprint of burns of a pretzel shape in a pretzel shape. <laughs> so your Wait. face. You've got her throwing the entire pretzel. You've got her throwing the entire pretzel and doing so in a way that it hits you square and just leaves the pretzel shape on your face. It, looks like you're wearing, it actually looks like you're wearing a Halloween mask, but in burns. And it's like, is that a fucking pretzel on your face, bro? What the fuck happened to you? It was a hell of a night, man. A hell of a night. You wouldn't believe it if I told you. Check, check Matthew Stafford's wife Instagram comments if you don't believe me. But man, this bitch <laughs> threw a pretzel at me and somebody called her out for it. She apologized, though. Got to give it to her. She did apologize. Um, God, that'd be that's amazing. A weak, a weak moment. A weak moment. That's what she called it. Christian, would you ever throw a pretzel at somebody? No, but I don't get this whole cheese on the pretzel thing. Wait, what? You are you I telling me? Hold on a second. Wait, what? Are you telling me you, you don't eat cheese on pretzels? No, mustard on hot pretzels. All right, I'm okay with mustard. I'm fine with mustard, yeah, but but yeah, 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 dude, if you've I've never, never paid cheese on hot pretzels, if you've never paid the extra dollar for the nacho cheese cup to come with your soft pretzel, 
do yourself a favor, my friend. Yeah, you're missing out. Will man. change out. your life forever. It really is delicious. <laughs> I was once like you when I was young. I was all about mustard on my soft pretzels. Yeah, I mean, but I, don't then, know, I was just gonna say, I was like, I'm not even knocking the mustard. <laughs> it's just that nacho cheese is the next level. Oh, you once you get that that first taste of cheese with your pretzel, you'll never go back to that mustard ever. And see, that's how you know we're broke kids because Mike just pointed it out there. It, it was always an upgrade. And so my ass was always having pretzels with just mustard because the mustard packets were free. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. I got to get the pretzel and uh, that's it. Oh, that was nice that you got to get the mustard packets because if I was there with my parents, they were like, the mustard's way over there. We're not walking that way. Let's go back to our seat. And it's like, damn it. Okay, I'll get this dry ass pretzel and just eat it with nothing on it. Sounds good. Thank you. Well, well, that, you know what? That happened a lot of times, though, because you go to like, you know, in Toledo, it was just the, the sports arena or something like that or wherever. And a lot of times they just had the squeeze bottles. So it's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to? I, I can't squeeze mustard all over this pretzel. It's going to be a giant mess. So you end up beating it fucking by itself anyway that's like, fair no cheese because uh, you broke and the mustard was only in the squeeze bottle ben says if you never paid the extra one dollar for cheese with your pretzel you probably drink bud light lime <laughs> <laughs> i did change my mind though tonight at least uh the bud light lime is way better than the Oktoberfest. i don't know why what what, what? <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. I think I'm having keg stand flashbacks, but like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> All right, wait. Mookie is dialing in again. Uh, We've got Mookie video this here. time. Uh, let's see if we can get Mookie getting arrested at the casino because he's filming <laughs> inside of the casino. Mookie, uh, oh. where'd your camera go? What do you mean? I got it's right here. You're. It's all black now. It's What'd just you do? Black. Why, why are you trying to say racist things, Mike? That's not cool. Oh, there you are. You now it's the side hole? of your face. You okay. Oh, oh, that thing. Yeah. Hey, what's up, fam? <laughs> so, no, I haven't I haven't gotten arrested yet because I haven't started my mission. Because when I got done pooping, I took my $20 promotional VIP rewards club, whatever shit, stuck in the slot machine, pressed a couple of buttons, and now it's worth 26 real dollars. <laughs> so, you- wow. so I just felt... I just felt like it was worth pointing out that I'm still better than all of you. All right. Because he's got a future. We don't. (laughs) All right, man. Well, good, good drop in. Thank you for that, Mookie. The Uh, good news is the good news is I have a lead on the stage because I I found there's some like escalator step situations going on. You could be looking at his ass. I know. I don't know what I'm looking at here. I don't know why we have to get. Oh, God. (laughs) It's like Mookie's giving himself a colonoscopy live on the show. I have no idea what's happening right now. Do I, wait, do I, do I have do I have like a wax situation? Jesus, I like the, man! I feel like the the snake uh, camera <laughs> going in. Like, let me get some feedback on my wax. We're, we're going in for a scope. <laughs> I can't see. It gets all Holy blurry and dark. It's doing, weird. If we're doing scopes. Then I got something else I need you to look at. Hold on, real quick. Wow. All right, and there goes Mookie. Sorry, everybody. I don't know what happened. We lost him. He went through a tunnel. Weird. Uh, the, all right, I, I'm sure we'll hear from him again later. Uh, Scott, any other overreactions from the week? Uh, no, I, I just really wanted to give it to the Chiefs Niners Super Bowl rematch. It's coming. I got one for you. How about the Bengals? Gaining in the division during a bye week because everybody else in the AFC North either loses or ties. 
Pittsburgh with the tie of the Lions was my favorite. I was really mad, actually, that Pittsburgh didn't lose that game because they should have. They should have lost yeah. that game. So the fact that they got away with the tie and they're still like a half a game up on Cincinnati really pissed me off because Cincinnati should be second place in the division right now behind Baltimore. But everybody, nobody in the AFC North wins uh, this past week. AFC North, outside of Cincinnati, complete and utter Trash. Trash. Baker. On a, on a serious note, another one of my overreactions. Is there anybody in the NFL that wants to win the Super Bowl? Like, no. Seriously. No, this is. <laughs> is there a favorite? Like, right now, if you had uh, a, a, any amount of money that it was just like somebody just handed you as, like, put on whoever you think is going to win the Super Bowl, like, there's like most of the league, and it's not one of those, oh, that's parody. That's good for the league. No, it's like. Everybody sucks dick. Like, everybody's got a real good reason I don't want to pick them, and I have no idea who's going to come out of this crap. I think, I think the Packers are, like, the only – I throw all my money on the Packers right now. But really? You'd go with the Packers? Why yeah, Why the Packers? Because chances are they're going to be playing the Titans or the Chiefs, and both those defenses are – uh, yeah, but what about, the, I, what about the what about the Packers? Another early exit in the playoffs for AA Ron, and it's going to be COVID taking him out this time. He, well, no, he's, he's good. He's good. He doesn't have to get tested again until well, that's, uh, before that's, the that's Super Bowl. The irony. That's the iron. What? Wait, he doesn't have to get tested again before this. No, it's something with the protocols. Although uh, he might have to do it now after Thanksgiving because they just released that they're doing like stricter protocols after Thanksgiving to make sure people don't catch it over the holiday and then come back and spread it. So everybody's got to test like the Monday and Wednesday after Thanksgiving. But it's like something in the collective bargaining where if you get COVID, you get like three months where you don't have to test at all because they're just like, well, you have it. So you, you had it. So you're fine. So the the fact that he tested positive, Aaron Rodgers, I they, don't think has to get tested again until they, after they the NFC Championship. Again, right? Like within three months, like there's no like COVID's not going to be like, oh, you you just had me? No, it's cool. I'll be back in three months. You, well, it's uh, I mean I don't know. Like, that's not how it fucking works. I don't know. know. At my school, that's how they did it too. Like I got it in November. I didn't have to get tested again until like January, February. Yeah, so it's it's something with the antibodies that they're like you've had you got enough antibodies. So between that and his immunization and his Joe Rogan treatments, he's golden until the <laughs> NFC Championship. So after that, then uh, so that's the thing. Like Aaron could potentially make it through the NFC Championship now uh, without having to get tested for COVID again. So what would be really ironic is if he leads them to the NFC Championship and then they're like, oh, by the way, now you got to get tested, and he tests positive the week before the Super Bowl and fucking Jordan Love has to step in and take the Packers in the Super Bowl week. <laughs> no, 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 no. The NFC Championship game because that's when the Packers always lose. So it's like, oh, another chance to get to the Super Bowl and boom, COVID strikes. And Jordan Love is out there. Jordan loving it in the, in the NFC Championship game. Robert Taylor saying Packers will get to the NFC title game and lose as usual. Uh, and yep. Caitlin, I think, has the, the point here. So it stays in your system and you keep testing positive. So why test more? So you like... So then you're just always testing positive, I guess. Like yes, if you catch actually, it, you're always yes, positive. Yes. I, I need that. I'm like, oh, sorry, Aaron, you got to mess the rest of the season because you're positive for COVID. You, you keep testing positive. <laughs> 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 
As a matter of fact, we're going to start testing you daily now, Aaron Rodgers. Up, oh, yep, you're out. Sorry, yeah, go sit, sit down there. Still got it. Can't practice today. Sorry. <laughs> to your point, though, Scott, I don't know who I would bet on. Like, I guess before the season, you would have picked maybe the Buccaneers, but uh, they don't look too hot well, last I mean, two weeks. The Bills, yeah, the Bills were the team. Drop the hot deuce, losing nine to six to the Jags. Like, I, I mean, honestly, like I have no idea in the in the NFL right now who the favorite is at all. This is like one of those weird seasons where it seems like nobody is really good. Like you think teams are really good and then just things happen and they lose and you're like, wait, I would have never guessed for that team to lose that game. And it's the most frustrating time to bet on football. I can't stand it. I will not spend any more money betting on football. I'm so glad we're not doing the degenerate dartboard of doom this year because we would all be throwing at the dartboard every single week because this week. this year is just like, well, fuck it. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's, a, it's somebody's going to lose when they're not supposed to. And it happens multiple times in a week. It drives me nuts. Uh, Robert Taylor saying inevitable. God damn it. Uh, I really wish the Chiefs would have lost to the Raiders. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the way the NFL, speaking of which, that's the way the NFL goes. At the beginning of the season, you've probably been like, oh, it's going to be the Chiefs of the Bills against the uh, against Tampa Bay. And, and then everything looks like it's shit and anybody can win right now. And we'll be sitting here talking about the Super Bowl. Like, so we ended up with the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, Chiefs and the, Chiefs and the Bucks. The Bills against uh, Tampa Bay. Like, here yeah. we are again. Like, cool. That's it. You're right. That's exactly how it's going to shake out. It's just going to be who we thought it was going to be from the, it'll be the Packers versus the Rams and the chiefs versus the bills. And that'll be, or, or the Rams versus the bucks and then the chiefs versus the bills. And that'll be, we'll be like, Oh yeah, how we thought it was going to be Uh, Ed from part of the punctuation chiming in. Wait, Mike Tyson died. Stick around, Ed. We'll get to that story here in a little bit. (laughs) Um, Before you do that though, I want to talk a little more fooling people. I put, it right in, I put it right in the title because I want people to be like, what the fuck is this? And then they get the story and they're like, you then mother. Then they're sucked into an hour and a half podcast. You Bud Light Lime drinking son of a bitch, you. Uh, <laughs> before we move on, I was going to talk uh, – uh, I was going to talk um, – uh, college football. But before we move on from that, I do want to talk Le'Veon Bell real quick. Le'Veon Bell got released and he did probably the funniest thing I've seen Le'Veon Bell do ever. He changed his Twitter bio to all of the things people have said about him since he's been released. Uh, so <laughs> his Twitter bio now says, uh, let me get rid of the, the banner here so that you guys can read it all. His Twitter bio now says hashtag washed, hashtag fell off, hashtag slow, hashtag bad rapper, Hashtag wasted talent, hashtag clown, hashtag greedy, hashtag let down, hashtag old, hashtag overrated, anything else I'm forgetting. This is the best. Like, I've never been a Le'Veon Bell fan, but this is one of the best things I have ever seen a professional athlete do after losing their job. Just going full on petty. Hey, this is what you've all said about me. Anything I'm forgetting. But my favorite part is that he highlighted bad rapper. Because do you remember when he dropped that rap track and it was the worst goddamn thing I have ever heard in my life? Yeah, what, what, what's even funnier is, I, I mean, unless, you know, so he's just going off of when people used to do that. How funny would it be if that's what people are still shitting on him about? Like, it's like <laughs> there's been so much time in between when that was released. And, you know, now it's like the Steelers, the Chiefs and, you know, this Ravens failed stint. <laughs> and you choose to be like, it's like, man, you're awful at football and don't 
people don't forget, you suck at rapping, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, how shitty do you have to feel? Like, you get released or whatever, and you get on Twitter and you're reading about yourself. It's like, damn, people are still holding that against me. Fuck. Also, that track was hot garbage. Robert Taylor saying, <laughs> so that bio was that way for weeks now from what he read. That is what? even better that nobody has noticed Le'Veon Bell's Twitter bio until he got released. Then people were like, oh, shit. That's right. Le'Veon Bell exists. Hang on. Let me see what his Twitter bio looks like. Wow, he must have just changed this. <laughs> no, I like that. Either way, like I, I've always been kind of neutral towards leaving bell like i don't i enjoyed watching him at his height during the steelers i mean but i did think that he made you know a really dumb decision to sit out that was fucking sure i don't think it was nine one one call no like you don't remember that no yeah no no no. yeah 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 yeah. Uh, when the two girls that he was sleeping with woke up stole jewelry and left oh yes i do remember that story okay i think we did that in upper deck uh at the time (laughs) I yeah, that's why when you said that. it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> How come that didn't make the Twitter bio? That should have been the lead. He he didn't even mention that one in the Twitter bio? Come on, Le'Veon. You are slipping, man. Uh, that would be my claim to <laughs> fame. The really- <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about college football real quick because we are at my favorite part of the college football season. The latest playoff rankings came out. No changes in the top seven. Notre Dame has moved up to number eight. Drew's prediction from last week is actually starting to look possible. Like, Drew had that crazy take that Notre Dame has a path to the college football playoffs. And actually, they kind of do at this point. Like, looking at how the games are shaping up and what could happen, it's very feasible that Notre Dame sneaks their way in. They're at, like, the fourth highest percentage to make the playoffs right now, despite being number eight in the the, uh, playoff rankings. No team has ever made it being ranked nine or below. And now we're at the part of the college football season where Notre Dame fans are starting to wonder, do we want to go to the playoffs and get our asses kicked or go to a meaningless bowl game and win? And now that debate has started and it is my favorite time of college football season when Notre Dame fans are just like, well, it would be nice to win a bowl game. So I would rather go play the Fiesta Bowl (laughs) against Michigan and win rather than go to the playoffs and get our shit stomped in by Georgia. It is the greatest. The debate is all over Twitter. I'm here for all of it. Like this happens every single year. And it's normally around this time when Notre Dame's like borderline in the playoffs and they're like, oh, do we really want to go? Because we're going to lose. Like Notre Dame, if Notre Dame gets in the playoffs, they are 100% losing. There's no doubt about it. Bet the house on whoever they, they pull in the playoffs. But now that the fans are debating, and I, I just love this self-awareness from Notre Dame fans, that they're like, listen, we want to get in. We want to be able to brag. But in reality, we know we're going to lose, so we'd rather play a shitty team in a bowl game <laughs> and win and toot that horn over a fucking exhibition game and everybody be wearing their Fiesta Bowl champ t-shirts for the next fucking year, just like, well, we beat Michigan, blurp, blurp, blurp. And instead... Now we're just uh, – this is what we deal with. Oh, I love it. It's the best. Gabe, well, thank also, you. Go ahead, Chris. kind of shows just how delusional Cincinnati is also. <laughs> they want yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, I like the whole Cincinnati thing. It gets, it's the closer it gets to the end of the season, the funnier it gets. Because, of course, they're all, give us a chance. This SEC bias. It's like <sighs> – 
clearly weren't alive the last time that this happened, and they got boat raced by fucking Florida and Tim Tebow. Like, we, we've already seen this play out. Like, it's cute. Yes, you guys um, deserve a chance, but unless there's, like, 42 teams, you're probably not going to get one. And, and just be grateful, because you're, you're going to save yourself the embarrassment of getting housed in the first round against what are the other teams? Excuse like, me, know. Scott. Last year, Cincinnati hung tight with Georgia until the end of the game, <laughs> and that same Georgia team is the best team this year, so ipso facto, Cincinnati should be in the playoffs this year. I can't wait until Georgia beats Bama in the SEC Championship and Bama still gets the four over an undefeated team. <laughs> it's going to 100% happen. 100%. There's well, no that's, doubt in my mind. That's one of the chips that needs to fall for Notre Dame to make the playoffs is Georgia needs to just destroy Bama in the SEC Championship. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State take care of themselves because they play Ohio State still. So uh, three of those teams are ahead of Notre Dame. So you see two of them falling out. You need Oregon to lose. Actually, the, the realistically, the only way Notre Dame makes the playoffs is this Cincinnati also makes the playoffs, which is a scary thought to think about that in order to for my team to make it, I also have to root for Cincinnati to make it. So on one hand, <laughs> on one hand, it's like, man, it'd be cool to get in the playoffs like three years out of the last four and on a year that's supposed to be a rebuilding year and you, you turn over your quarterback, you got a brand new line. That's pretty great to make the playoffs. But also, I don't want UC fans to be happy. So... <laughs> There is no way the NCAA lets a playoff happen with Notre Dame and Cincinnati. Oh, they why? No, they first of all don't put well, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame in that Dame same thing, breath, man. Like, Notre yeah, Dame gets in there just because of the cash they bring in, man. Are you new here? That's why Notre Dame makes the playoffs because they bring in cash. Period. That's what it's all about. That's why. That's why the playoffs are always Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and fill in a team because you could, you could potentially have. Ohio State, Bama, Georgia. You know how like disappointed everyone would be if you got Notre Dame and Cincinnati. <laughs> no, well, now, when you put it like that, that's a good point. No, no, no. I think I think people would be uh, they would be okay if you don't have Alabama but you have Notre Dame. I think they'd be cool with that. I, I think they would trade off those two hated teams for each other. But I, I don't know if you could say that they would be disappointed because Notre Dame is in the playoffs. Cincinnati, I'll give you because it's a it, – although it, it, here's the thing that drives me nuts. They come, they come together. Like they come together. Yeah, unless they lose. Unless Cincinnati loses in the AAC championship and then it's a it's a smoot point and Notre Dame makes it in ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a tough time with Tulsa or maybe Temple. They, I think they got Houston. Wait, who did they have this week? This week is you like that callback, Scott? That was pretty well I done. Do. Huh? That is well done. You just <laughs> slid it right in there and kept it moving. Didn't didn't miss a beat. Uh, they have. I forget who UC has this week, but this is like the week that they could potentially uh, drop one, especially with how they've been playing recently. So I this season. Yeah, this could be the game that they lose, or they lose the AAC championship. I just don't like. UC started off great, and they went into Notre Dame, and they had a great win. But uh, Notre Dame theoretically could have three losses right now. I don't think that's that great of a win. I just want to preface this all by saying all of this Notre Dame to the playoffs talk I think is crazy because Notre Dame is not a good team. They're not, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. But if they're 11-1 and one and the chips fall the right way, I'm going to be happy. 
happy as a fan to see him in the playoffs. I'll be, I'll gladly take that. I will take that over a New Year's Six Bowl over Michigan. Period. Although Every that'll day. be funny when uh, Notre Dame gets in and UC doesn't after UC beat them, and it'll be like, "Hey guys, remember that's how this whole thing works. Like, doesn't fucking matter." Oh, now I kind of want that to happen. I that's, want. That's like a, I want. When you just said that about the eleven and one, it's like it made it spin. I'm like, hold on a second. So here's how this is going to go down. UC is going to lose in the championship game, like 100%. They're going to get there undefeated and then lose in the championship game because that's what they do. And then Notre Dame is going to be all the way up there, and it's you're going to look at it, and it's going to be like, well, they both have one loss, and even though that committee is going to be like, well, let's go home. Notre Dame it is. Boom. We're out. Like you were, gonna, you were on to something, and now it's I got it. All of this stuff with Michigan, Michigan State, and how they've had Michigan ahead of Michigan State, despite Michigan State beating Michigan. This has all been, been the test. Hand. They've been laying the, the groundwork for hand. when Notre Dame jumps UC and they go, well. Like, they actually used the phrase this week. They said, listen, sometimes you have to set aside the what you see on the field, and you've got to look at other <laughs> things. That was an actual thing that Barta said when they pressed him on why is Michigan State behind Michigan. He was like, sometimes you got to look beyond what you see on the field. And it's like... Wait, then what the fuck are we even doing this for, man? Like, why is it actually 100% what we're supposed to be looking at is what's happening on the field. That's why all of these rating systems are fucked, because we spend entirely too much time not paying attention to it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened on the field is great, but Bart is like, listen, what what happens on the field? I granted very important. However, do you see these dollar signs right here? This is also <laughs> very important. And sometimes you have to look past this and look at this. So <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching, Notre Dame, Michigan, you guys are both in fucking Cincinnati, go home. And that's how they're – I'm telling you, I said it last week. I want Barter to just come out to Wu-Tang and just like wear a chain with a dollar bill on it and be like, this is what it's all about, baby. This is what it's all about. Fuck you. I Fuck you're crying. This is what it's about. And then just move on. And that, like, what's Kirk Herbstreit going to say? What's he going to press him on for that? Like, oh, yeah, he's right. That is what it's all about. End of the show. Thanks, everybody. And then they just <laughs> ESPN goes dark for the next 28 minutes. That would be the best way to do the college football I'm playoff show. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, did you see, real quick, did you see uh, how the Oklahoma Baylor game ended, Scott? No, I don't think I did catch that. Christian, did you see the end of that Oklahoma-Baylor game? Oh, my God. Uh, So Oklahoma is losing. Baylor has it well in hand. The game is about to end. There's one second left on the clock. Fans rush the field because it's a big upset. Knocks Oklahoma essentially out of the playoffs. Baylor with a big win. So the fans rush the field. They have to get them off the field. Lincoln Riley is losing his shit because the fans rush the field with one second left. Baylor's got the ball. So now they finally clear everybody off. They're just crammed on the sidelines. They didn't go back up into the stands. So you've got all these (laughs) fans just standing on the sidelines around the field, ready to rush it again as soon as time runs out. So they get back on the field. 
Lincoln Riley had pulled Oklahoma off the field because of safety issues with all these fans on the field. Yeah. Uh, he brings the defense back on for one more snap, assuming Baylor's just going to kneel it down and end the game. And instead, Baylor kicked a field goal with one second left, already up, game in hand, and just <laughs> stuck it to Lincoln Riley a little bit more. Fans rushed the field again. It was the best. Oh, I love to see it. Love That's to see amazing. it. Amazing. I'm sorry I missed that. Like I, I saw the headline and everything, but I didn't like get the details on it. It's just basically it came through that Lincoln Riley was pissed that they, you know, so they're like, but that's a hell of a story. Good for Baylor. I'm I, I'm a Baylor fan after that one, man. Go Baylor. I, I hated Baylor because my wife watched that Chip and Joanna show so much, and they were in Waco, and that's all they talked about is Baylor. And I'm like, fuck Baylor. I hate this show. I hate all these <laughs> home improvement projects I have to do because my wife watches this shit. Baylor can <laughs> suck a dick because of it. And now I'm like, you know, actually, go Bears. Go Bears. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, yeah, that's good. That's I mean, that's. Excellent. Expert level petty. It is expert level petty. I knew you would approve of that petty. They're like, oh, uh, really? You, you worried about that? Well, how about we kick a field goal? Add three <laughs> extra points out of this. And of course, you know, like you said, too, I hate when the coaches do that. Oh, well, we're going to do it for the sake. It's always the losing coaches. Like, I got to get my players off the field for safety. Yeah, it's convenient. When you're losing, it's you're worried about your players. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's a safety issue. You never know what these routes college kids are gonna do they're all jacked up on bud light limes i gotta get my guys to safety here (laughs) listen everybody if you're tired of drinking bud light limes we got the hookup for you just go to craftrootsports.com slash beer drop uh fill up your beer fridge today they've got award-winning craft beers that'll be delivered directly to your door for under four dollars a serving it's amazing they've started a new thing now where they'll email you throughout the month and be like hey This is a new beer. You can add it to your drop now, and we'll charge you and then deduct it from your shipment later on. It is genius, and I am spending a ton more money on beer now because of it. (laughs) Well done, Beer Drop. Go check them out. Amazing breweries from all over the country. Uh, Really great beers that you're not going to really be able to find anywhere else. Craftrootsports.com slash beer drop. It's $5 flat shipping through that link. If you don't want to sign up for one of the subscription boxes, you can just go to that website and shop for beers and get it delivered to you. $5 flat shipping. They've got all different types of beer. It's always rotating. It's always changing. New breweries, new beers being added constantly. Go check them out, craftrootsports.com slash beer drop. Go sign up today. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, Scott, uh, I'm, I'm not even joking. Like I'm terrified with how much money I'm spending on beer drop now. It's, yeah, it's it a can, lot. And it can be a little intimidating too. Like you're like, well, I'll just do this. And then I'm like, but I spent $90 on beer last month. And I look at it, I'm like, I can't spend $120 but based on the, how this box is curated. I got I to switch some things up. Like, I can't justify this. It's uh, ludicrous for like seven beers. 
<laughs> but so good. Robert Taylor just said stouts and carne asada fries are not a good combo. YOLO. Ooh. That sounds like Robert Taylor is going to be watching Ooh. the rest of the show with Mookie in the bathroom. Like that's where he's going to be Ooh. if you got stouts and carne asada fries. Uh, Scott, let's talk. Uh, let's go baseball. Here's the pitch. Oh, shit. Your boy, Carlos Carrera. Uh, (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to let you tell the story, Scott. Go ahead and tell the story of what Carlos Carrera made news for this week. Because it is right up your Whatever. He's a cheater. I thought maybe the first time you you had a stroke or something, but the the second time I'm like, It's the Bud Light lines. It's it's, it's crayon. 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 Carlos Crayon. Uh, Carlos Correa is is all of us all of us who live outside of New York and don't worship the ground that Derek Jeter walks on unnecessarily because Derek Jeter once upon a time was not a good defensive player like his entire career Uh, Christian I know you don't know this but Derek Jeter BC was not Good defensive shortstop, but he somehow managed to win five defensive, uh, you know, gold gloves it, during his career. And, and this just goes to show how much bullshit individual awards are, and especially when it comes to baseball. Like back then, you didn't really think anything of it, but uh, like before Jeter's career ended, all of these numbers and advanced metrics started coming out showing how really terrible Derek Jeter really was at defense, like throughout his career, but even morbidly. So like at the end when the Yankees were paying him, you know, the, the sweetheart amount his retirement farewell amount dude won five gold gloves and, and Carlos Correa wasn't here for it. <laughs> basically he said he didn't deserve a single one of them. And when I mean basically, I mean that's what he said. He flat said, "How many did he win? He won five. He didn't deserve a single one of them." All right, hang on, hang on. Let's fire up the meat. Hang on. This needs, this needs to go on the grill because this is an extremely hot take here, Scott. Uh, and I'm, I apologize. I'm trying to get my uh, my Kong bomb going as well as I get this all set up. So here is the quote. Derek Jeter, how many gold gloves did he win? Five, I think he won. Derek Jeter didn't deserve any. End quote. Uh, this is a this is a scorching hot take, Scott. This is the this hottest is a of mic takes. Drop moment. I love this. <laughs> this is a mic drop moment. You know what? Like, well, and, you know what? I think we're just far enough uh, removed from like the generation that probably revered Jeter like that much like it just just far enough like there's still kids coming up or you know guys that are like oh yeah you know I grew up watching Derek Jeter like like we're just to that part where it's like Correa like yeah you know he saw Derek Jeter but he was on that back end of his career so like most of it so we're getting to that point where it's going to be phased out people are just going to be looking at stats and analytics and going to be realizing like holy shit a lot of these guys we thought were you know really good actually just overrated as fuck and it all circles back around to the old point that if Derek Jeter was Derek Jeter the Marlin Derek Jeter the Oakland Athletic Derek Jeter the anything pretty much but New York Yankee he'd have just been a guy he'd have probably made the Hall of Fame but we'd be talking about how shallow his stats were and how you know he was just you know a guy period 
So you're saying this take, although seemingly hot just because of the reverence that people have Actually, for Derek I Jeter. Because, I mean, it should be common knowledge. It should be accurate. It should just be like, yeah, this is true. It, it, this it, is it's common it's knowledge. It, it, it's not even, I was going to say, it's not a hot take if it's true. It's not a hot take <laughs> I still think it's pretty hot just because of, like, the fact that he is potentially going to the Yankees where these fans are rabid about this motherfucker. Like it's, it's hot in that sense that he's not letting it like normally if a guy's got that kind of thing coming up, he's like, well, here's my hot take on that though. This was actually Carlos Correa putting up both birds to the sky and saying, I ain't going to New York because why would you do this right when you become a free agent? Like how much time has he had to make this (laughs) comment? And he chooses the minute free agency starts, he's on his free agency tour, and he's like, Derek Jeter wasn't shit. He knows he's not signing in New York, so he's going to shit all over him. I guarantee you that's exactly what he's doing. This is signaling to everybody in New York, I'm not going to fucking play there. <sighs> New York teams having a rough go, if that's the case. Just a, a tough a tough time for New York teams. <laughs> you hate to see it. Noah Syndergaard out there in Anaheim. Oh God, sucks to suck on <laughs> Maybe if one of your two teams could win a World Series and bring it back to New York, that might qual things. But until then, ooh. Noah Syndergaard decides, he's like, listen, I see what you got going on here in New York uh, with this Mets organization. Eh, you're bringing in some people. You're bringing in some names. I'd rather go to the Angels. Uh, I'll take a couple extra mil and I'll go lose out here where there's no pressure. They got some of the greatest baseball players we've ever seen play. They don't make the playoffs and nobody gives a shit. So fuck it. I'll just go out there. I'll make 21 million for one year and just go play with the greatest names that this sport is ever going to see and not make the playoffs and not get my shit kicked in every day by awful fans who don't appreciate that this is just a sport. Period. I was going to say, I could come out here and, you know, get shelled, you know, end up with a four-run ERA, and out there, be damn near an ace. <laughs> and in here, I'm all over the back pages about how big of a bum I am. Fuck it. I get three million more out there to be have good weather, high taxes, and no pressure. See ya. <laughs> That's the thing. Like when you look at the taxes, he probably lost money on this deal from where he was. Like he turned down the qualifying offer where he would have made more if he didn't have the California taxes. But he's like, yeah, but fucking Mets fans. So see, I'm out. I'm out. And then he just leaves and he's happy. And he's like, it's not all about the money. It's about not having to deal with Mets fans anymore. <laughs> I I will gladly take less money to get away from Mets. That's what this signals. I mean, you know. He's like, Lindor's. All of these free agent moves are telling a fan base something about themselves. I got to be honest, like, uh, like Cincinnati fans are losing their shit right now because Cincinnati is just selling off everybody and they're not, they're doing whatever they, like, everybody's potentially going to get traded. There's literally not going to be, a, the team is going to be unre- unrecognizable next year. I'm like, yeah, because we're Cincinnati and that's what we do. Like, just accept that this is what your team is. Like, I feel like if teams, if fans were more self-aware of what their teams were, sports would be so much more enjoyable. Like, as a Reds fan, it's like, every once in a while, we're going to look good like flashingly 
and then we're going to sell off all of our pieces and go in the dumpster for the next 10 years. <laughs> and that's just how it goes. And then we'll build up some young talent and they'll be great and we'll make a run and we won't make it because it's Cincinnati. But then we'll sell off everybody and start all over again. It's really, it's, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. It really is. is the song that doesn't end. Yeah, I mean, and, and once you accept that, once you realize that's your lot in life, you you enjoy the sport so much more because you're just like, well, fuck it. None of this matters. Who cares? Oh, they're great. Good. They're not going to be good next year when we sell off all of these pieces. <laughs> and if you're the Mets and you're like, wow, we've got like a lot of big names coming in. They're all going to shit the bed on you. They're all going to do trash. No, nobody's going to be good. And you just have to accept that that's what it's going to be like for you. A, a player comes in like Francisco Lindor and you're like, this is the guy. Don't be like that. A player like Francisco Lindor comes in, just be like, He's going to end up sucking. It's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. He's not going to be the guy we thought he was. And then, best case scenario, he looks decent. You feel ecstatic. But when he's dog shit, you're you're not upset. You knew it was going to happen. Best case scenario is you get the Mariners to take on most of the back end of that deal when uh, you you trade them away. (laughs) <laughs> you, you Robinson, you, you Robbie Canoa's ass. That's that's what you do. You're like, all right, this was a horrible fucking deal, but who can we sucker into taking? <laughs> oh, hello, Seattle. <laughs> like that's best case scenarios that he sucks for a few years. You hate him, and then you take some unsuspecting fucking franchise who's also trying to like make more money and not worried about winning to take him off your hands. That's it. So we talked about one Carlos in the news. I want to talk about another Carlos in the news because that story sparked something on WFAN in Boston where uh, <laughs> a radio host heard about the uh, the trolling of Derek Jeter and he brought it up. And interestingly enough, when that story was told, Carlos Baerga was the one who was like moderating that whole thing. I don't know. I, I didn't get the whole situation uh, yeah, wasn't it like a radio show or a podcast or something? Yeah, I think it was a podcast or I don't know, whatever it was. Bayerga was involved. And uh, this radio host from WFAN decided to tell a Carlos Bayerga story. Uh, if you don't know Carlos Bayerga, this is like 7 BC, uh, right? Like Christian is like <laughs> – He's still just semen swimming around in his dad's balls at this point, right? Uh, Carlos Baerga was the second baseman for the Cleveland Indians. Love the dude. Like, he's the reason why I wanted to play second base growing up because Carlos Baerga was small. He couldn't hit really well, but man, he had a great glove. No, you really like but he could mash when he did hit, and he used to pimp the shit out of it. Oh, he, he did pimp it. Like, yes, like Carlos Baerga had drip before drip. Was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, that whole team. That whole that whole mid nineties Indians team though had some drip though. You had Baerga, you had Kenny Lofton, fucking looking just like sure. Wesley Snipes in Major League. Like he basically <laughs> was Willie Mays Hayes. He just played that. He was like, I'm a center fielder for the. Indians, yeah, I'm gonna be Willie Mays Hayes. That's how I'm gonna do this. They had Manny Ramirez. Oh, that team was amazing. Anyways, Carlos Baerga uh, was the second baseman, and this radio DJ told a story about how he uh, was—I don't know if he was playing for the Indians or trying out for the Indians or whatever—but he went to. He was in the locker room, and he hears this thumping coming from the trainer's room. So he walks into the trainer's room and he says, there's Carlos Baerga. And I got to pull up the quote here uh, because the the wording that this dude used is the most amazing wording uh, that I've ever heard. So he says, uh, 
As I walk towards the trainer's room, I hear this thump, thump, thump. Carlos Baerga is sitting on one of those stools and his baseball pants are, are d- down around his ankles. In his hand is what could very well be a baseball bat, but is much smaller and is attached to his body. And he's slapping it against the doctor's stool rhythmically. So I, of course, stare at it a second or two longer than I should have, and I turn around and half the Indians roster is behind me, all laughing hysterically. He keeps going, though. He doesn't stop. I go back to Charles Nagy. What's that? He goes, pregame ritual. Nobody asks. Nobody wants to know. Carlos Baerga slapped his dick against a stool before games. What the fuck, man? Look, I know that baseball players are weird, and I know they do some weird stuff, but that is some weird shit. That is so weird. I I I have no words, especially like Carlos Vargas is like like Venezuelan or something. Like, where's he from? Oh, uh, that's a good Mookie, question. Can you Google that? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's from somewhere. I'm like, I've never heard of a player from whatever country he's from doing anything similar. Like, I thought it was ludicrous that you know Moises Alou was out here. Like, yeah, I piss on my hands to keep them soft. Now we got this dude slapping his dick pregame. He's from Puerto Rico. On a, on a stool. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? He's from Puerto Rico. Carlos Baerga is, okay, is from yeah, San... Yeah. Uh, the shit? Uh, dude, uh, and also, like, I love that the whole team just, like, was like, yeah, it's just what he does. He just beats his dick on a stool before the game. Yeah. I don't Nobody understand. Before this had ever asked Carlos, like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Nobody asks. Nobody wants to know. I picture Charles Nagy just being like, yeah, dude, like wide eyed. Like, yeah, man, we don't we don't ask about that. <laughs> he started doing that one day. We all just left the room, man. Nobody wanted to be around him. I uh, just like I've seen some shit. <laughs> Carlos is one of the least of it, so I just let him be. Just mushroom stamping a stool before <laughs> games. Oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing shit. Uh, all right. Any more baseball talk you got, Scott? Uh, who won the World Series this year? Braves did. Woo. Oh, okay. Cool, man. Still champs. Uh, listen, if you want to celebrate uh, like Scott does, get yourself some dugout mugs. Uh, dugoutmugs.com slash craft. They got baseball bat mugs. Uh, Scott, as a matter of fact, show everybody the mug you're drinking from tonight because this is the... Tonight, I am drinking from my metal baseball world champs mug. Thank you, dugout. Everything <laughs> tastes better in a world championship mug. How Can is... A mug out, dugout mug today. I said a mug out dug. A mug out dug. How is... A mug out Doug, how is this the best your camera looked? And now you're frozen. Okay, good. That was the best your camera oh, looked no. all night. You're good now. That was the best your camera looked all night when you did that fucking pose and and uh, <laughs> looking at the camera. Yeah, your camera finally came in focus. The background wasn't blurry. It was like a perfect shot, and now it's uh, it's done. Back to shit, huh? The universe just I wanted should, you I to have just that ham for the camera all every time. That's the only. That's the way to do it. Uh, go check them out, dugamugs.com. Uh, they got wine glasses. They got baseball hey, real bats. Quick, let me tell you, because I bought that whole set. I bought the World <laughs> Championship set. I got everything except for the damn shot glass. Uh, nobody told me how sturdy and amazing that bottle opener was. Ooh, I had been sleeping yeah. on getting one of the bottle openers because I'm like, I mean, I got a million bottle openers. And, you know, if I need to open a bottle, like, uh, you know, I could just get a can opener for something like that. Uh, bottle openers to me have never been a thing. I finally was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just, you know, the whole set might as well. Get it. I'm getting a great percentage off. 
That bottle opener is sturdy and amazing. It's like one of the best bottle openers I've ever used. And I'm not like, I'm not bullshitting. It's a really nice ass bottle opener. I love the baseball bottle opener. Like that is my favorite. I've got that stuck to the side of the fridge. And whenever somebody's over and they're like, Hey, you got a bottle opener for this Bud Light Lime? I'm like, grab that baseball on the fridge. It's the way to do Why are it. They opening uh, a Bud Light Lime with a bottle opener. You can twist off. <laughs> it's twist fancy. Off. It's fancy shit. Bud Light Lime's a that's a fancy one. You got to use a bottle opener for that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know people who drink lime. And also, you've been opening a rum for years. <laughs> They're like, wait a second. I could just twist this off. I thought this was impressive craft shit. Game changer. <laughs> But anyways, the baseball is, uh, that's the cool way to to open it. Because it's got the magnet built in too. So when you pop the top, the cap just sits there. It's stuck to the baseball. Uh I love it. Go check them out. DugoutMugs.com slash craft. Get 15% off your order using that link. DugoutMugs.com slash craft. Drink beer out of a mug just like we do here in the show. Uh, Swig for the fences, bitches. Yes, yes. Well done. Way, way to place that uh, hashtag, Scott. I can't find my <laughs> mouse. There it is. <laughs> uh, there's a lot left to get to, Scott, and we're running low on time. Uh, let's talk real quick. Uh, I don't have a link. I don't have a transition for it, uh, but Mike Tyson died, man. Uh, R.I.P. dead. R.I.P. R.I.P. Iron Mike. Uh, why don't you tell the story about Mike Tyson dying? Big shocker. Mike Tyson did drugs. What? Wait a second. That's the story. Let me put pearls on so that I can clutch them right now. What? This is one of those stories where it's it's got like layers to it. So I was just like everybody else. I see the story and I thought, like I read it really quickly and was like, hold on, Mike Tyson died? What? what? Oh, he died while he was on a trip. And I'm thinking he must have, you know, coke or whatever. Like, no, my man went something crazy. Uh, he, did you know that you could do the venom? You could smoke the venom from a random uh, uh, toad in the desert. I didn't know. You actually like licked the toad. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what I thought yeah, it was that's what too. I thought too. Like I'm sitting there thinking when I first I saw toad, I thought, okay, so you know, there must be some type of extract or something. You know, you do droplets or something. He tripped off like that. No, you smoke the venom from this toad. And, and it makes you trip balls. But the first time he did it, did enough of them that, you know, he, he said that he felt like he died. He said that he, he's, he's been through death now and he knows that death is uh, nothing to be feared. And, uh, you know, it's helped him live his life since he did the, the toad. This was back when he was fat, Mike Tyson. So I guess right, this must have been right around the time that he was doing the hangover. Because remember, in the hangover is a little tubby, right? Dude lost 100 pounds since then and is in the best shape of his life. So, everybody, go grab you some toad. Go grab, go smoke a toad. (laughs) Well, that's what (laughs) I'm right with Christian because the Simpsons lied to me because I remember that Simpsons episode when Homer licked the toad and then geeked out and went on a trip. Like, that's what I think of whenever somebody (laughs) says something about like toads and and getting high. Uh, Kev saying, let me tell you, I didn't see the story, so I thought it was a joke. Then I thought it was serious. Then I realized it was a joke. Yes, that's we got you. <laughs> well, hook, line, and sinker, Kev. That's how we do it here on the show. Um, but yeah, the best part is though. I mean, he's like, all right, so I died off doing this. You know, I experienced death, fell to the death. He's done it fifty three times since. <laughs> Good. How good is that drug? If you're like, this thing made me feel like I died. 
I did it 53 more times after that. <laughs> like, that's a good-ass drug. That's a good-ass drug. It really is. But, like, it's also totally Mike, right? Like, you'd imagine that, like, what are you over there smoking, Mike? Uh, just a little bit of toad. Just a little toad venom. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Don't worry about it. I'm going to die for a little bit. I'll be right back. <laughs> and we're going to do it again tomorrow. We're going to do it all again tomorrow. It is right, amazing. Mike, good. It is amazing that he said, like, this is what turned his life around, basically. He said he lost 100 pounds afterwards. He got into boxing. He reconnected with his wife and his kids. Like, it totally changed his life around. And I guess that's what happens when you die and come back. You're like, you know what? I should probably handle life a little differently. Uh <laughs> My favorite part of the story was when they were like, when whoever was offering it to Mike, he was like, yeah, I mean, I've done Coke. So sure. I'll do this too. Like that was his <laughs> rationale for it was yeah, just no, like, whatever. I've done Coke. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever. <laughs> I, what, my favorite thing about this though is cause I, I frequently contemplate this and this is probably better suited smoking for smoking toads. Thing, so what are they no, no, no. Oh. It's that in the history of the world, who was the first person who said, that's a poisonous toad. I'm going to try to smoke his venom and see what happens. Like, what, like the first person who has ever done certain things throughout the history of the world. I just wish I could have been there to have been like, and so now not only how did it go, but then that person's like, look here, man, I got to tell you. I saw this fucking toad, right? This, this fucking toad. And I thought to myself, it looks like he might be poisonous. What if, what if, what if, what if I smoke this fucking toad's poison? So I did. And I tripped balls. I might have died. It was the best thing I ever did. I'm going to keep doing it. Like, what the fuck? I discovered that that was a thing. And, and, and uh, you know, God's like, hey. I'll make this toad. If they, find, if they unlock the secret to this toad, let me tell you, it's gonna change their fucking lives. Like, I'm just gonna leave that one for him. It's like his own little personal Easter. God's Easter egg. He's just dropping them around. Hey, here's a, okay. Listen, here's what we're gonna do. This toad could kill you, but also, if you smoke it, if you smoke Most it, you will be born again. It'll be the greatest thing you've ever experienced in your life. You know, hey, you hey, know hey, how hey, good hey, we hey, made hey. orgasms feel? Times 20. That's what we're doing with this toad venom if you the smoke best, it. But the best is it's like it's like going through a labyrinth. It's like, no, no, no. They've got to do a little <laughs> bit more. Like, you can accidentally jack off as a baby and figure out how great orgasms are. But they are going to have to go through what? a series of events in their lives to figure out that this toad venom is fucking the tits <laughs> Christian would you smoke toad venom I think that's probably where I draw the line I just can't wait for the future like after this gets more mainstream and uh, more people are doing it and like in the future our kids are like rallying around and they're like it comes from God. It's natural. Like, just let people smoke their toad venom in peace. It's not that big of a deal. And you've got like, like <laughs> right? You've got no. You've got, exactly. Our great kids. 
Our grandkids are gonna go to the toad venom dispensaries, y'all. That's yes, what's gonna yes. be fucking happen. It'll be like, look, I gotta get a card to get this toad venom, but it's fucking worth it. It's gonna be a dude in a lab coat. Like, listen, what kind of high do you want? Because this toad here. <laughs> He'll make you feel like you died, uh, but this one here just feels like you're in a comatose state. It really resets the body, <laughs> helps you relax, helps all your nerve endings. Uh, what about this toad over here, man? You don't want to fuck with that toad. You're not ready for that toad. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an advanced toad. We don't recommend that for you beginners. Like, let's, let's leave that alone. Texas, there's going to be toad venom vapes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Like, that's where people, we're going, man. People blowing big-ass vape clouds of toad venom at concerts. Like, you're going to walk in. You know you, like, walk through a concert. You're like, mm, all right, somebody's chiefing up in here. You're going to walk into a concert in 30 years and be like, oh, shit, somebody's hitting that toad venom. Woo-wee. They are tripping balls right now at this concert. Yeah, but imagine getting the second-hand toad venom. You're just walking by like, oh, fuck. Where to hit you with the comatose state? If if you puff toad venom, you just go comatose. But if you smoke it, you feel it all the way. Then that's when it makes you feel like you died. I mean, imagine our kids' version of Bill Clinton. I never inhaled. I never inhaled the toad venom. <laughs> I love this idea of some dude going home to his wife in 50 years and he's just like, honey, honey, I know I smell like toad venom, but I swear (laughs) to God, I didn't smoke any. It wasn't me. The guys at the bar were doing it. I was just there. I didn't smoke any toad venom tonight. She's like, did you feel like you died? Yes, but it's only because of the secondhand toad venom. Oh my God. Mike Tyson, just the gift that keeps on giving. Hey, I got a, I, I got a real quick golf story for you, Scott. Do you want to do a, a quick golf story? Hell yeah! Always. All right, all right. Here we go. Playing a game of whack fuck here. Whack fuck. <laughs> so we got some good old fashioned golf shit talk going on on Instagram this week. Uh, Justin Thomas posted a video of him exercising uh, because. Why not? And Bryson DeChambeau chimed in with some shit talk and was like, hit 180 miles an hour on the drive yet? Uh, talking about his his club speed. And Justin Thomas fired back with, no, nah, I've been too busy working on my short game. Maybe you should try it. Got him! Oh, my God, what a great burn. Oh, I love it. That's been your golf talk today. Hold on a second. Playing a game of whack fuck here. <laughs> whack. gonna say justin earned himself a <laughs> well played well played even on instagram golf can't like golfers can't even shit talk that well like that, that is awful um we didn't even talk about the i'm so mad scott we'll have to do that post game talk about the uh uh rex ryan and robert sala beef oh yeah <sighs> We went down that toad venom rabbit hole, and that was that. Hmm, that sucks. Uh, did you hear about Texas Tech and their meat judging dynasty? Have you heard about that? That, that, that sounds like a bridge too far. They're, they're, <laughs> how are they judging meat? <laughs> what? Apparently, this is an NCAA sanctioned event. Uh, the the Texas Tech meat judging team won their eighth national championship in ten years. 
I didn't know that was a thing uh, that you could have a dynasty in. Uh, but yeah, Texas Tech meat judging eight national championships over the last 10 years. Um, I want to know what this contest looks like uh, and and how they actually are judging the meat. Um, like they compete against each other. They're scored based He's on their... solid eight inches <laughs> from shaft to head. That's a dynasty right there. I just, like, what is what is a, a college meat judging competent? Like, it's like... Yeah, it's a fucking pig, man. That's a pig. That's what that is. That is a pig. It makes bacon and pork. What else you got for I me? Guarantee uh, I guarantee you that if there's a the, well, there'll be a section because of course it's Texas. You're judging me, but they'll be like, "Ooh, look at the marble on that fucking steak! Can you believe it? Looks like he smoked it for hours in toad venom." <laughs> apparently okay so i'm i'm reading this now on the show because i i just saw the headline it was like this is show material i'm putting this in here and i never read it because <laughs> why would i it's about meat competition uh so here's what the article says schools compete against one another and are scored based on their ability to evaluate cuts of beef pork and lamb each school moves through a series of stations known as classes and uses specific defining factors to determine whether the 10 cuts of meat at each station fit a checklist of USDA standards. So, for example, one class asked the judges to estimate the amount of fat and muscle on a cut of beef down to the fractions of an inch with only his or her eyeball measurements. Uh, and I guess schools can send as many students as they want, but only four students count towards their total. And Texas Tech is just, like, great at judging Meat. Uh, so, Scott, I got to know, would you brag about being able to tell how thick and meaty a piece of meat is just with your eyeballs? Like, is that something you're putting on your resume? I am not going to tell anyone and then I'm the best meat judger of all time. <laughs> That's not something I'm going to walk into a room and tell everybody, congratulations, you're now amongst one of the best meat judgers that you've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, Kevin says all recruits have to be at least six inches soft. Oh, different meat being judged. Um, Robert Taylor said, and here I thought Mahomes was the greatest thing that, that school ever produced. Color me wrong here. And Whitey <laughs> saying, uh, I measure from the taint. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. You, this this explains a lot though. This is why Cliff got out of there. He's like, I gotta get in the NFL, man. I'm I am losing these meat judging <laughs> contests every year. Every year, come somebody comes in here and tells me my meat ain't worth shit. I'm going to the NFL. Fuck this. Can you imagine going to wait, Christian? You're in college. Can you imagine like having a cookout, having friends over, be like, come on over. We're gonna grill out. We're gonna drink some Bud Light limes. It's gonna be a good time. And you throw some burgers <laughs> on the grill. And you're we, surrounded. We got a keg of October. <laughs> we got, yeah, we got a keg of October. And you're surrounded by fuckers who judge meat at the collegiate wow. level. <laughs> Do you think they like recruit? Like, <laughs> I feel like they have to. This kid, this kid out of Florida, like. <laughs> they're already talking. Meat. They're already talking to eighth graders who judge yeah, meat at right. a, a college level. <laughs> They're just combing through 4-H clubs across the country. They're like, this motherfucker knows his marbling. This bastard. Get him a scully right now. He is going to be the next generation meat judger at Texas Tech. 
I'm going to Texas Tech on a meat scholarship, y'all. I just picture like a kid. He's sitting in like a butcher shop at a table, and and the, like he's got the the hats on the table of where he's gonna go judge meat in college. He just shoves a cleaver into the Texas Tech hat. He's like, I'm going to Texas Tech, and everybody's like, Fuck yeah, woo! We knew it because that's, that's the a, only school. That's the best program in the country. They've got a dynasty of meat judging down there, at Texas Tech. They're the Duke. <laughs> Tank said Lisa Ann could take the program to the next level. <laughs> wait, hang on. Wait, hang on. Wait, 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 Scott. Real quick, Christian, do you know who Lisa Ann is? Yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure because, like, you live long enough to see uh, see someone go from stepsister to milf, and I didn't know. I didn't know if that was like vintage. I was like fourteen. <laughs> but the original. I was gonna say the original reason why it came up is like Maurice Claret in college. I don't know who the fuck that is. Maurice Claret, Lisa Ann. Fuck yeah. <laughs> who doesn't know who Lisa Ann is? Is like fourteen, definitely fourteen, two thousand fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit let's talk about these beers that we were drinking tonight oh uh, man this was oh uh, look what happens when mookie's not here this show <laughs> we talk oh, about meat judging way too much uh scott what was in your mug uh this week and i believe at the start of the show you rated it a three out of we don't know how many um, I was drinking pumpkin pie cheesecake sour ale Edwards Brewing Company. Uh, look, I don't think it's a good idea to mix pumpkin and sour beer. <laughs> it just is not a good idea. But, but that being said, I maintain that this is better than the pumpkin pie that I had before. I don't know if it is that cheesecake or that cream cheese that they blended in, but there's something about this that it's like I can at least get the flavor of what they're going for even if the sour is on the back end I'm going to rate it a 4 but if you're looking for a sour beer with pumpkin which I, I can tell you uh, it's probably not a good idea this is the one you want to get solid 4 okay there you go uh, Christian you were drinking Bud Light Lime uh, and Oktoberfest <laughs> tonight a very random combination uh, the fridge. How, would you, how would you rate those beers yeah, the Bud Light line was definitely better. I mean, Bud Light sponsor us. Talk about you a lot. So, and then no, don't. Every week, I'm just gonna come out with a new variety of Bud Light now. So, <laughs> I Bud Light actually, next week maybe. I'm on board for this. Yes, just keep doing different Bud Light variations on the show. That's Bud what I want to see. Marbled meat. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Christian has Bud Light Lime ahead of uh, Sam Adams' Oktoberfest. The collegist of takes that I've ever seen on this show <laughs> is what that is right there. I was drinking Almond Toffee Brown from Finkel and Garf Brewing. It's a good brown ale. There's some good flavor to it. Um, it's got me feeling good, so I'm going to give this one. I originally rated this one a 12, I think. I gave this one a 12 to start with. I'm going to give this one a 62. It's it's a good beer. Um we don't know how, out of how many that is, though. But it's a 62. Like, it's right there. I, 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 I like this one a lot. Uh, this has been the beers that we've been drinking. <laughs> we don't have <laughs> <laughs> The beers we've been drinking. <laughs>
it's weird not having Mookie here. Like I is I'm I'm used to him jumping in and like dragging out that segment. Yeah, like doing something. I'm like, I okay, now I can and now I can transition out of it. But he's not here to like really mess me up. Don't you want to cut me off mid sentence? I feel awkward. (laughs) Uh, Robert Taylor says I rated my beer as. Is that Alina Lopez on the meat judging scale? I know I'm probably going to get made fun, but I really don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. She's like 22 years old. Okay. (laughs) Is that that another porn star? Yeah. All right. All right, good. Oh, I don't man, feel I don't like it. I look. I don't. I don't get into it until they hit milf status, and that was even when I was college age. So she's got a. She's got a, like my meat. I like it aged. She's like a right around I was born type of. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like I, I, I can't walk into a college party and be like, hey, 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 no, 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 no. I, I got to stick with the Lisa hands of the world for now. Scott's at the point where he looks at a porn star and he's like, I'd have nothing to talk about with this woman. This just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> You're young enough to be my daughter. You're going to be sitting there talking about TikTok. I got I to suspend too much disbelief. No, thanks. I'm not going to just spend all my time talking Jonas Brothers with you. Put your pants on and fucking stand up. Stop bending over. It's fine. It's done. We're, it's, this is enough. Where's your mom at? Let's talk to her. <laughs> This has been a damn fun show, fellas. Uh, it got oh, super God. weird at several parts. R.I.P. Mike Tyson. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was a damn fun time. I hope you guys enjoyed it, too. Uh, shout out to Belly Up Sports. Go check them out, bellyupsports.com. Subscribe, rate, and review to our show, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and subscribe and review to all of the podcasts on the Belly Up Sports Network, Tailgate on the Quad, Corner Booth, uh, No Credentials Required, uh, Two Drunk Brothers, tons of great shows on the network. Go check them all out. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Crafty Sports. Like the show on Facebook. Subscribe, sub- subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, we'll do some... We're going to do some uh, meat judging on the YouTube, I think. I think that's an, a good video to do is for us to judge some meat. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend, uh, have them check out the show. We will see you all next week. Cheers, everybody. Can't beat that, mate. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.